The season. What defines the hunting season to you? It can be a multitude of things to each individual hunter. Maybe to you, it's about putting meat in your freezer. For some, it might be more about chasing big, mature bucks and the successes and failures that go along with that. For others, it might be dropping a bull elk, moose, or many of the other species this great country has to offer. Maybe you took a child hunting and watched them be successful harvesting a whitetail or other animal and saw the thrill and joy that moment brought them. It's what separates us as hunters, but at the same time keeps us bonded together as the great conservationists we are. It's our passion. It's our tradition. It's the season brought to you by Backwoods Bowhunter. It's the mystical flight of the arrow traveling downrange, searching for its next target. The thrill of chasing the elusive whitetail buck as it slips through the tall oaks. That encounter with a bull elk that is so close, you can feel its breath. The hair that stands up on your neck when you hear that long bearded turkey gobble in the spring. It's our passion. It's our tradition. It's Backwoods Bowhunter. And now, it's time to go full draw in the backwoods. Welcome back. This is the episode of the season now brought to you by Backwoods Bowhunter. Before it was Palooza, we have moved on into uh, the season. I got some good email feedback from people who were enjoying the, the grind, so to speak, the, um, the ups and downs of chasing the elusive whitetail, uh, especially the whitetail buck. And, um, and we, we planned on doing Rutpalooza over the course of November, and we're going to stop it then. But based on your feedback, the listener, we are going to continue it um, as we progress through our season. As we sit here right now, we're only, I don't know, a little over a month left in the Illinois season. I'm not sure about other locations. We have listeners from everywhere, but a little over a month left here. So still plenty of time, but at the same time, it's uh, more of a grind now than it ever was. So um Hopefully you have the opportunity to get out there and get after it and, um, you know, let it rip, man, see what happens. So my season in general, by the way, Tim here, uh, Mike is always with us on the soundboard. First of all, Felicia, you don't tell me how to make my chili. I, that's right. So hopefully you, you know have I mean? some, some deer chili. I do know what you mean. Hopefully you've had some, uh, good venison chili because it's that time of year or elk chili or whatever it is you're eating. But, um, we do have a uh, some deer meat in the freezer, so I mean it's not been an unsuccessful season for me. But as defined in the opener, um, what defines the hunting season to you uh, can be different to each individual hunter, and it doesn't make any one of you wrong or right. It's it's all about uh, what what your your goals are and what you're looking for. For me, um, I generally like to have a couple does taken off my property. Uh, for freezer meat, which we've accomplished, so that's not, you know, that big of a deal. Um, and then I have some target bucks that I've been, you know, chasing. And 
that part of my season has not gone well. Um, I did have an op- a shot opportunity at one of my target bucks. If you've listened to any of the Rutpalooza episodes or any of our regular episodes, I've brought it up at nauseum. But um, I drew back on the buck just to watch him trot away, and uh, for reasons I don't know. I mean, he was never spooked to my presence at all. Um, but that's a side note. Uh, had two target bucks. I also had a buck come onto the property that I didn't know existed, um, a giant. And the, the one and only time I've ever seen that deer was on trail camera and I've not seen him since. So I don't know what's going on with him or he may be living, but, um, who knows, you know, maybe in the course of the next month, there'll be an extra encounter there that I'm not aware of, but you got to be out there to make that happen. Of course, you know, if you're, if you're sitting in your living room watching, uh, you know, Duck Dynasty or Everybody Loves Raymond or whatever it is you're into, you're not going to have that encounter. So you got to be out there, guys and gals. Get out there. Idea behind the season, much like Rutpalooza, it's uh, an opportunity to give hunting updates as we uh, move along, posting more content, uh, making fun of myself a little bit for some of the dumb shit that I do um, because we all do it, and I'm willing to put it out there and let you know that we do it. These hunts, uh, I have been, since we last did a Rutpalooza, I have hunted, oh, geez, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, at least eight times, uh, the ones that I kept track of. I didn't keep track of all of them. Uh, Go back to November 30th, I hunted the Redneck Blind. So that's, um, if you're familiar with Redneck Blinds, it's a Redneck Blind that sits over our food plot. You know, it's out there in the field by our pond, Um, a lot of acorn trees, oak trees, um, it's a great spot. I mean, it's where my daughter killed a deer this year, <clears throat> which I, I should digress. Um, what makes a season for somebody? So, yes, I have not harvested one of my target bucks, but watching my daughter and the thrill and joy and excitement that it brought to her, how it got her heart racing and, uh, and breath was fogging up the windows in that blind and everything that went along with it. Uh, you know, she helped me field dress it, uh, you know, all the way to the point of picking out what cuts of meat she wants from it. You know, that – that's what it's all about, folks. Get those kids outdoors, put them in the woods, you know, or put them on a, a body of water in the fishing season, you know, whatever it may be. Get them outdoors, let them experience the great outdoors and what God gave us, uh, you know, God's country. And there's nothing like it. There is absolutely nothing like it. So, a uh, little side nugget I need to throw out there. But go back to no, November 30th. It was 39 degrees um, with a 10 mile per hour west wind. So, I decided to hunt that redneck and had no success um one day later literally one day later i was not able to hunt but i look out in the field and there was about eight i think probably more but i'm just about eight eight or more we'll go with that uh whitetail all around that damn blind everywhere out there uh feeding on whatever acorns we have left which aren't many and um that's just that that in general summarizes my season um Anywhere I've been, they haven't, and um, anywhere they've been, I haven't. So, <laughs> and it's again, you know, we do have two does in the freezer, so it's not as though we're going hungry here. But um, it's just been a frustrating season from that aspect. From and you, it's all been detailed throughout these episodes. I mean, you can listen to the various things that have occurred for me all the way from opening day. Um, you know, one of our deer heads just randomly fell off the wall here in the studio for no reason. I mean, nobody was even in here. It just randomly fell off the wall and landed on my bow and and, and broke my bow uh, sight in half. 
I mean, that's just the kind of stuff that has transpired for me, but it all got washed away when, when my daughter was able to, to shoot her deer, you know, so it, I'm not bitching. I'm just saying, you know, this is kind of the season I've had. Uh, so that was on, uh, December 1st, December 2nd, I went back out to the redneck, uh, that particular day, it was 48 degrees outside. It was a really warm day, but we had a 21 mile per hour wind. Well, I'm not climbing a tree, uh, when we have 21 mile per hour winds, uh, south wind at that. So, um, the only option that I knew would be <clears throat> safe would be the, the redneck. So I ended up in the redneck and again, no, no luck. And, uh, I'll skip 12, three, cause there was nothing to report 12, four. Um, I hunted the redneck again and, um, at 4 p.m., 4 p.m., I had a couple of does come out um, into the field there. So the the timber behind the blind, <clears throat> unless unless you've ever been here to the studio and been on my property, you don't know what this looks like, but to kind of set the stage. So you, all the way on what would be the southwest corner of our pond is where this blind sits. Um, and it's not right on the water, but it's probably 40 yards Um it's mixed in with a bunch of uh, oak trees and our food plot goes in there and then it's all surrounded by timber. So typically like my daughter's uh, deer that, you know, that, that group of does, they came from that timber to my, what would be to the West out of the agriculture field that's over there. They come through the timber and then out into my field toward the water. Well, same concept at 4 PM uh, on this date, I see two does come out. Now, at this point in time, I'm kind of chasing my target bucks, but I'm not opposed to to shooting a doe if the, the moment feels right. And that given day, I thought the moment felt right. I'm like, why not? Well, these redneck blinds, at least my blind, it has eight windows. Seven, uh, the, the way we set it up, seven of my eight windows are shootable. One of the eight is not. And the reason being is because directly out that window is a big pin oak i mean it's a giant oak tree could you make a shot or two uh, through that window around that tree yeah probably but it would have to i mean that animal would have to be standing in the exact location that you would need it to be um, just because of all the branches and everything that's involved with that tree there but I kind of thought when we set it up, I, I, I put it there thinking, you know, because I know how the deer travel through there. So I'm thinking that's an extra um, concealment opportunity to have that big oak tree blocking that path, you know, where they can't see into the blind coming from that direction. And that's always been the case. So it was kind of put there for that reason. And I also thought, you know, if you're taking seven out of eight windows as a shooting opportunity, you're golden. So these two does, they work their way into that field. And coming from the same direction, like I'm referring to, and literally not one of them at any given opportunity stepped out from behind that oak tree. I mean, the entire time they fed in that field and never once came from that one of eighth window. (laughs) So those other seven windows never came into play and they, they fed for a little bit. They were there for 10 minutes. Uh, and then turned around and went right back into the timber. So again, just summarizes the kind of year that I've had. And it, I, I was bothered by it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, these, these aren't the ones I'm chasing anyway. You know, we've already, we've already got a couple does. So, and then that was the goal. So I wasn't too worked up about it, but at the same time I was worked up about it because I'm like, what oh, this, this continues. Why is this continuing to happen to me? You know, um, 
hunted again on 12-9. 12-11, we mixed it up a little bit. Um, uh, co-host Mike uh, says, hey, let's go hunt out at my mom and dad's property. They live in Macedonia, Illinois, and they've got a pretty good chunk of land there. And, uh, you know, a couple, couple, two or three deer have fallen there this year. A couple bucks and I think a doe. Um, but nonetheless, I'm like, yeah, you know, a, a little change of scenery probably won't hurt anything. You know, why not? So I, I went and hunted there, morning hunt. <clears throat> it was 41 degrees that morning, so another warm morning, uh, six north wind, uh, which didn't play into it too much for where I was at. Now, I've never been to this property before, so I was kind of just going by, you know, hey, where you want to put me? You know, I'm, I'm at your mercy. Um, and I don't think I was in a bad spot, you know, not at all. But, yeah, saw no movement whatsoever, um, nothing at all. And I think I'm going to go back there again this upcoming weekend and see if we have any uh, change of fortunes. But um, nothing nothing that particular day. But it was nice to, you know, he was apologetic to me about it. And I'm like, dude, no. I mean, it, number one, this is part of hunting. And number two, uh, it was just nice to break up the monotony. I've been hunting my own property this whole entire season this year. I hadn't moved around at all. And typically I'll go somewhere, you know, either another friend's property or whatever once or twice just to kind of break it up. And this year I hadn't done that. So it was nice to get somewhere else, different terrain, uh, something different to look at, um, you know, and, and try something different and, and, it didn't work out that day, but they don't mean it won't next time. So, uh, that was cool and I enjoyed it and I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, it brings me to dead buck. So <clears throat> it was roughly a week ago as I record this, not literally as I record this, because I was going to hunt this evening. I'm hunting, I'm recording this in the evening. And as I'm recording this right now, I, I wasn't able to hunt this evening because some business stuff got in the way. And, and by the time I got back to here uh, by the time I would have got ready and got out there it would have been too late so I wasn't able to go but as I record this and I look out the window of the studio our field is loaded with whitetail I mean they're all over the place out there so again and I don't I don't mean to keep uh, being negative Nancy but that just summarizes the season that I've had man I mean it's like I said wherever I'm at they're not wherever they are I'm not um whatever uh Dead buck. I was leaving our property, taking my son to school uh, about a week ago. And uh, the road that goes along the frontage of our property, I I see a, a deer laying in the ditch. And it's a little bit of an incline, so I can't totally see the deer. I can just see a, a flash of its body as we go by, and I can see antlers. So I tell my son, I'm like, that's a buck laying there. <clears throat> and he said, is it one of the ones you're after? And I said, well, I don't know. Um, I can't tell, but, you know, when you first, the, the kind of the way the sunlight hits it and the angle that it was sitting at, it looked like it was a pretty solid deer. So I had a fear that it was going to be that one. And I took him, I told him, I said, I'm going to take you to school. And then when I get back, that's the first thing I'm going to do is head out that way on the side-by-side and um, see what we got. So I did. I got out there, and luckily it is not one of my target deer. This was a, a younger eight-point Um Another year or two, he'd have been a good deer, but not this year. So he was not on my target list. Um, I actually let him walk, you know, once earlier in the season. Uh, he changed a little bit. You can tell he had been fighting and sparring because his antlers broke off in a couple different places, but didn't matter. I mean, um, it wasn't one of my target deer, but at the same time, 
when one of your future target deer uh, gets hit by a car, that that sucks, you know, and this opportunity sucked. So I hated it. You know, every year we usually lose one or two out there on the roadway. Um, more often than not, they're does. Uh, I guess this is actually two, yeah, two years in a row now <clears throat> out of the 12 that we've been here. This is two years in a row that it's been a buck, uh, both young bucks, but um, – you know, that's, that's the future of my deer hunting that, that got smoked by a car. So I can't change it. Uh, I did take a sawzall with me and, and cut off his antlers, but, um, I don't know when the deer had been hit. I don't know if it was the night before. I don't know if it was that morning, um, you know, or how busted up it was. So I, I wasn't going to run any chances of, of trying to take him and process him or anything. So just took his horns, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, the buck of the future is, is no longer a buck of the future. So I have to rely on some others at this point. And hopefully, uh, you know, we have a few that make it through that can turn out to be a quality deer. I can chase, you know, a couple of years down the line, but I do know just by trail camera pictures that the, my two target deer are still on the hoof. And the, like I said, the, the 160 plus deer that I found on camera, I'm a, I don't know if he's on the hoof or not. I literally had that just those couple of of images and videos of him and that was it and haven't seen him since so i hope he does come back um if not you know whatever you know we move on so that is the season so far for me uh, along with you know previous episodes of rutpalooza and the regular show um hopefully you all are having some success and some luck we do have you know like i said if you're hunting illinois you know we have a little over a month left get out there man um, other states, at least surrounding states is about the same, you know, and anybody listening to us from outside of the Midwest, I don't know. I don't know what your, your seasons are, but if you're in the Midwest, we still have some time. It's, uh, you know, uh, bucks are going to be more challenging, of course, but hunt the food, hunt their grocery store. If you hunt their grocery store, that's going to give you that best opportunity. A backwards bow hunter can be found at backwardsbowhunter.com. Click on the shop link for some Backwoods merch. I can still get it to you before Christmas. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Backwoods Bowhunter Podcast. And also check out our new bow hunting community page on Facebook. It is called Major League Bow Hunting. Not Bow Hunter. I'm not Chipper Jones. Major League Bow Hunting. Come check us out. Join the uh, join the group. We just have some fun on there. It's nothing um, nothing crazy. Just an opportunity for like minded folk to get on there and and share pictures and stories and tell lies and atrocities. You can also contact us via email at backwoodsbowhunterpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, grab your bow and get after it. Get those kids outdoors, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another Backwoods Bowhunter episode. Didn't get enough? Climb down out of your tree stand and get ready for another epic episode next week. The Backwoods Boys will take you back downrange for more bow hunting content.